Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. We need to realize that God has saved us for a righteous purpose. What does that mean? That we might live righteously in this world. We see prophetically that we're called to execute righteousness. That means to agree with the truth of God, submit to that truth, and demonstrate it to others, upholding God's standards of what is right and rejecting those things that are against His work. Take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Leviticus and chapter 11. The book of Leviticus and chapter 11. Now, as I have offered to you already, the subject tonight is going to be kashrut, which you may understand better with the term kosher. We're dealing with the dietary laws, and specifically in this chapter, we're dealing with what animals are permissible, what can be received, and what should be rejected. We're going to see a list of animals and birds and insects some of these words we can be quite certain of their meaning and how they should be translated others there's confusion about there's not a consensus so there are going to be some of these words which i will not translate i will just read the hebrew and you can look at your english translations or spanish or whatever you're using And you can also, and I encourage you to do your own studies to see if you can discern what animals specifically they're talking about. But we're going to look at this in a general way, seeking God's assistant for knowing His truth, His principles that we want to apply to our life, implement in our behavior so we too are living in the will of God doing those things that God has told us to do and refraining from those things that he has told us not to do. Now, we're going to see something, and that is this. In the same way that the Bible tells us to pray three times a day, normally we also think of eating three times a day. And in the same way that we're supposed to pray according to God's will, we're supposed to eat according to his will let me say it another way according to his instructions and we see something there are things that god forbids and there are things that god permits and remember our principle in our call to worship the kingdom of god is the priority and it says the kingdom of god is not about eating and drinking but rather it is about righteousness it is about peace and here peace the fulfillment of god's will and what's the outcome of that gladness when we obey god and accomplish his purpose when we are living and doing his will then what happens there's going to be gladness joy 
in Hebrew, simcha. And then also we see something. All of this is supposed to be done within the context of the Holy Spirit. Now, again, there is so much false teaching looking at scriptures. I won't repeat the same ones I said earlier on. But there is so much false teaching about New Testament passages that many will say are passages that that tell us that these dietary laws no longer have meaning or relevance or application for us. That is false. When we study those passages, we will find none of them, none of them have to do with truly the dietary laws. We need to be people that approach God's word submissively. And what God says, we want to be quick to do. So look with me, as I said, to Leviticus chapter 11. We're going to begin this chapter. We're going to hopefully conclude the first 23 verses. And then next week, God willing, we will complete the second half of this chapter. Let's begin. Verse 1. And the Lord spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying unto them, verse 2, speak to the children of Israel, saying. Now, notice this next phrase and see how my translation compares to what you see. It says, zot ha That's not hard to translate. This is the animal. Now, many Bibles will we'll put that in the plural because we are talking about many animals, but it begins in this way. This is the animal. Why? To teach us that we need to take every animal individually, meaning this. It's not simply revealing to us these broad principles of different animal kinds and then we can take. This is significant. God is very precise and therefore by this instruction he wants us to take each animal individually what does he say this is the animal which you and it's in the plural you all shall eat from every animal which is upon the earth now it is true that we're going to be given principles we're going to be given a a measure of of information so that we can discern what animals are acceptable and what are not in order that we know what to receive and know what to reject and what does he say keep reading verse 3 all and it deals first with its hoof and if the hoof is spread out and also is cloven is its hoof and also if it brings up its cud as an animal meaning as each individual animal does it must bring up its cud it says it meaning this one and it's in the feminine because the term animal chaya is feminine it you shall eat so we see a basic standard and that is that we need to check first the animal's hooves are they split and are they cloven sometimes they're split partially this is not good enough they must be completely divided this is what the scripture is saying by a split and 
cloven hoof. Secondly, animals that are permissible. It brings up, and it says just that word, from its stomach, it brings up its cud, and it chews its cud. So these are two of the general principle for animals, and we're speaking about animals that, that live upon the earth. It says, these you shall eat, but simply in the singular, it you shall eat. Verse 4, but this you shall not eat again. Very interesting, everything is in the singular, this is what you shall not eat from the ones that do what from the one that brings up its cud and from the one that has a split hoof so this animal has a split hoof it brings up its cud but notice it's not permissible what is that first the gamal we know what the gamal is the camel for it brings up its cud but notice its hoofs are not uh, uh, split therefore it says tamehu lechem it is impure for you you cannot eat this animal verse 5 it's going to give us another one and this is known as the shafan and we know what that is today that is a a type of rodent it lives among the rocks frequently in english we call them rock bunnies but here it's the term chiffon and the chiffon for it it brings up its cud but its hooves is not split literally it will not split and therefore look at the end of verse five he simply says impure or unclean is it for you verse six now we're going to deal with some additional animals verse six and the arnevit the arnevit is like a a bunny for it brings up its could but its hoof is not split or divided and because of that it says it's in the feminine this type of animal or so unclean or impure is it for you verse 7 now verse 7 there's no surprise here notice what we're talking about we're talking about chazir which is pig or swine look at verse 7 and the swine for its hoofs are indeed spread out or split and it's also cloven but so when you look at its feet it's fine but it says the cud it does not uh, chew therefore the swine it says it is impure for you unclean for you verse 8 now we're going to go into another aspect of this these laws notice what it says in verse 8 and from their flesh meaning all of these animals that we have discerned based upon this instruction that god gave to moses and aaron and now to the children of israel 
from this we have discerned that certain ones are not permissible for food and it says from their flesh you shall not eat and their carcasses meaning their dead bodies you should not touch why because unclean they are so these are unclean for you now i want to remind us of something that i've said many times but oftentimes we forget and that is the two words tahor pure and tame impure or unclean or defiled what is these words in a practical sense when we are pure meaning when we embrace the things are permissible what god instructs us as appropriate for us when we do that and submit to these things of purity it is going to invite blessing upon us but when we do not and we embrace and touch that which is unclean impure it is not going to bring blessing but it's going to bring a curse this is what he says here when he means temeim unclean things they are verse 9 this and again it's singular this one now we're speaking about a group but we look at them individually this one you shall not eat from all which is in the waters so now we have moved from the land beginning in this verse we're now looking at things in the water and he says this you shall eat from all which is in the water all which is to it so whatever we're talking about whatever creature if it has snap here what's that fins if it has a fin and kashkeshet this is scales if they have these two things and they live in the water and that water can mean in the oceans or seas or in the rivers it says you shall eat these things are permissible for us so what about things that don't meet this criteria like shellfish such as lobster or scallops and such they are forbidden and i assure you something messiah did not die upon that tree so that you could eat things that god once said and i believe still implies are unclean that's not why he went to the cross what did we begin with the kingdom of god ah that's why he went to the cross to bring you into it and he says specifically that the kingdom of god is not about eating or drinking what is it about righteousness and who defines righteousness he does let me just say something in all honesty if you believe that because of your faith in messiah that you can just simply eat whatever you want that is a very foolish way of thinking because it's not based upon scripture study these passages that they who teach you say oh god has got written of these laws when you study them you'll find that it's not even the subject of what's being discussed now it's true we're not under the law meaning we're not individuals that god has the law any longer for a purpose of judgment but we should honor the law 
We should understand the spirituality of the law as Paul taught in Romans chapter 7 and realize that we walk in the Spirit so that we can fulfill the righteousness of the law. And it's not righteous to eat trafe, meaning those things that God says, I have not given them to you as food. This is what we can discern from this passage of Scripture. Now, look, if you would, to verse 10. And all which there is not to it a fin and scales in the water, in the seas and in the rivers. From all of this, it says, it is, and these are the things that team up in the water. It says basically that these things are are an abomination of, of, of these type of things that are in the water. They are not permissible. And every, keep reading in the middle of verse 10, and from every living thing which is in the water, what is it? It is an abomination for you. Now, what's interesting, it says from all these things that gather, go back to the earlier part, everything that teams, that means swarms together in the water, that does not meet the criteria, does not have fins, does not have scales. These things, look at the end of verse verse 10. Shekets, in this context, an abomination they are to you. Verse 11 says the same thing. And an abomination they are for you, and therefore from their flesh you shall not eat, and from their carcass you shall consider an abomination. Verse 12, all which there is not to it a fin and scales in the water. He reminds us again, it is an abomination to you. Now, that is clear to me. And let me just simply say, when you read something that God, and clearly you all can see, there's an emphasis. God is using strong words, and he's speaking very clear, clearly by repetition. And I don't want to go before God and God say, hey, what about these things that I have forbidden? Why did you eat them? And, well, because uh, in the New Testament, you said something differently. Well, when we look at that, that's not the case. That is a false representation of those passages. And you'll find when you look at it in the original language, they, they add words, they ignore what is said, and they even ignore or misunderstand the context of what it's about. For example, in that parallel passage from Mark 7, when we look at Mark, or excuse me, Matthew 15, it's talking about the washing of hands. But it says, your traditions, and you know what? Christianity can have some traditions. And he says, when you follow your traditions, the traditions of the elders, it causes you to forsake the commandments of God. I don't want to do that. And as I have prayed and studied the scripture, I find nothing that says that these laws of Kashrut, the territory laws, have been repealed by God. Examine those passages carefully and you will find they have not been repealed. We are not under them, but that does not mean that they lose their significance. Verse, verse 
12. And all which does not have a fin, and the implication is fins and scales, it says those things that are in the water, it is an abomination to you. Verse 13. And these you shall consider an abomination from the the fowl now here fowl we're talking about birds so we have dealt with those things on land and those things in water and now we're dealing with those things that that fly in the sky or birds look again at verse 13 and these things you are to consider an abomination from the fowl and because God says they're abomination, he says, you shall not, literally, you will not eat uh, of these things that, that, that swarm together in the air is the implication. And what things? Well, he begins with the nesher, which most would say is an eagle. And then he uses other words for a vulture and for a buzzard these are scavenger animals there's a principle that we can discern and that's this by and large those animals that eat blood are rendered uh, void for us they're impure they are not permissible they are to be rejected and therefore we see these birds the eagle the vulture and also the the buzzard these things are scavenger birds and therefore we do not eat them look at verse 14 he gives a fuller list he gives that which is called the da which some will say is the kite also the falcon of its kind so the falcon has a wide variety within that species and it says according to its kind verse 15 and every raven according to its kind there's different types of raven as well and we know something they eat about anything verse 16 and the ostrich an ostrich is not kosher not permissible and then it's going to use several different words (laughs) to speak about excuse me to speak about different types of owls that's what the majority of the authorities speak of so there's one type of owl then he speaks about the seagull and then he's speaking about the hawk according to its kind and then in verse 17 he uses a different word for an owl and then a third one for an owl and then finally at the end of verse 17 he uses the most common word at least in modern hebrew for an owl so all of these various types of owls that are there are rendered uh, uh, unpermissible by god they are not for food and then in verse 18 he speaks about another type of bird the the tin shemit again we're not sure what type that is nor the ka'at we're not sure what that is and then the racham many will say again this is a different type of vulture verse 19 we do have a greater understanding of what type of bird this is 
this is the stork and then we're talked about in the next part the heron according to its kind and then we have the du chifat and the bat what is the du chifat we do not know with with certainty in fact there's much much speculation about it but these birds and they're probably related to one another they are not permissible they are to be rejected they do not meet god's criteria for food for human beings verse 20. now we're going back to the land but we're dealing with insects and by and large insects are forbidden but there are some exceptions and he's going to tell us what that is look at verse verse 20. and all that teams that that fly so we're dealing with insects that walk so each insect that walks upon four four legs it says here abomination it is for you verse 21 but this is what you should eat from the insects the ones that walk on four meaning four legs but here's the difference which is to them legs from above their their feet for the purpose of of jumping upon the earth so if they have these two additional legs for the purpose of jumping not walking but jumping these are permissible he says here this one one that meets that criteria you will eat but notice something else look at verse 22. these from which you must much eat and now he's going to say from which ones are permissible to eat well he uses the term arbe we know that arbe is locusts now today there is a confusion about what locusts and so we have words here and your bible may translate them one way but we're not altogether sure what species of locusts within that species of locusts we're speaking about so notice it says here these from them you will eat the locusts according to its kind and then we have the slaam we're not sure what type of insect that is but it's according to its kind also the hargol according to its kind and also the chagav and most people feel that chagav is similar to a jack uh, a a grasshopper according to its kind and then he reminds us of that same principle and we're going to close with this it says every uh, insect which is to it four legs so just four legs it says an abomination it is for you so we're beginning to understand these principles of what god says is permissible and what god says should be rejected and the question that we have to ask ourselves is this are we going to submit to god now we should never want to transgress the instructions of god that is against our new nature see we have been regenerated we become a new creation 
and we have been born again to agree with god why it's only through agreement that we can submit and it's only when we submit that we will produce obedience and obedience is better than sacrifice we learned that from the old testament and we're called to obey that's why we have been given the holy spirit so that our spirit of submissiveness that new nature we have that says yes to god and no to sin we have the ability to carry it out in practice in deed not just in words saying yes i want to do that but also carrying it out in action that's what we're called to do and again and i'll just conclude with this but but from my standpoint and speaking personally from how god leads me these things when i read something in the bible that god says this is not for you for food it's sanctified by what by prayer and by the word and when i look at the word there are things that god has forbidden and in this new nature i want to agree with god i don't want to use grace and liberty to to do that which is not righteous not permissible and if there's a change there must be a clear scriptural basis for that change and again i've researched this i've looked at the passages that people cite and i simply don't see that remember the principle the kingdom of god is not eating and drinking rather it is righteousness it is peace meaning the fulfillment of god's will that's what peace is and when we do that we will have gladness and all of this is only possible how in the holy spirit i'll conclude with this the holy spirit he speaks the same language as the laws of god we don't see anything inconsistent because he inspired these words to be written down so let's be people who are led by the word who are thereby anointed by the spirit and those who walk in submissiveness to the instructions of god because our new nature desires to agree with god and do his instructions obedience is pleasing to god and my hope is that your new nature your kingdom nature wants to please god we'll close with that shalom from israel well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org again to find out more about us please visit our website loveisrael.org there you will find articles and numerous other lectures by baruch these teachings are in video form you may download them or watch them in streaming video until next week May the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel.